Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Get ready, Vikings Nation. Welcome to Purple and Gold for Days. Where my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Day, dives headfirst into the Purple and Gold Universe. Delivering the latest updates and commentary on your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production. What is going on, everybody? It is great to have you with me. Happy New Year to you and yours. Too bad the Vikings couldn't have acquiesced on Sunday night and rung in the new year a better way for us. But alas, they lose to the Green Bay Packers, our hated rivals, 33-10. to 10, And it wasn't even that close, unfortunately. The Green Bay Packers now control their own destiny, and the Vikings have slim playoff hopes. I think it's about 4% at this point. And we need to beat the Detroit Lions and have about three other things happen. We'll break down the game, talk a little bit more about what's left of this season and beyond. But before we do so, if you haven't already done so, go to the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page and give us a sub there, as well as my page, Purple and Gold for Days, both linked in the description below, and help us grow this Vikings community. Not a whole lot of good to take away from Sunday night's performance. Calling it the beat down at the bank. It was the only the second worst beat down the Vikings have taken in that stadium, other than the 40 to three drubbing the Cowboys gave us last season. Although this one hurts just as much. Pertnier knocks us out of the playoffs. And of course, it's to our hated rivals, that team from the East, the Green Bay Packers. Starting out on the offensive side of the ball, absolutely nothing went right. It didn't matter who the quarterback was, whether it would have been Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, or the aforementioned Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall looked like a fifth round rookie draft pick. The game was too fast for him. I had hoped 
and still have high hopes for this kid, but he was completely outmatched, outclassed, and outgunned. Early on in the game, he did have wide receivers open. Kevin O'Connell did call good plays in the first half before it got completely out of control. But the one thing I will criticize O'Connell for, you had the opportunity to run the football, and you didn't. Oh, sure, by the end of the game, the running game had to be abandoned. But only 13 touches between Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison, and no, I'm not counting the three additional runs from Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins. 13 called run plays. That's not going to be enough. And at the end of the day, there were plenty of opportunities in the first half to run the ball a little bit more. But alas, let's get right to it. Jaron Hall, 5 of 10 for 67 yards and an interception and a strip sack. Yeah, the kid just wasn't ready. I had clamored to have Jaron Hall be the starter once Kirk Cousins went down to see what we got. And one game is not a big enough sample size to just throw the baby out with the bathwater. But boy, he did not look good. But I'm going to say this. That offensive line was trash on Sunday night. You could have had Kirk Cousins behind that offensive line. And would he have been able to handle it better than Jaron Hall would have? Of course he would have. But anybody that thinks that this offensive line has looked as good the last couple of weeks as it did during that middle stretch of the season right before Kirk went down at all, I'm sorry, it hasn't. I know. Ryan O'Neal coming off an injury, still getting back. Christian Derrissaw had his worst game of the season and might have even been one of his worst games of his career. You had Kirk Cousins coming out as Kirk O'Change with his shirt off and his boy up there with him blowing the gallahorn, and it got the crowd going. Unfortunately, not so much the players. When it's all said and done, Justin Jefferson, five catches for 59 yards. Johnny Munt got into the end zone. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Jordan Addison, three catches for 28 yards. Bottom line is this. The passing game couldn't get going. The running game couldn't get going. Absolutely nothing offensively went well for the Vikings. As far as the defensive side of the ball goes, I'd called Jordan Love a fraud at the beginning of this season, and I didn't think he was going to be this good. Now, I'm not ready to declare him on the fast track to the Hall of Fame, making it three in the row for the Green Bay Packers, but they at least look like they have a competent quarterback, definitely top 15, and if he continues to develop, might even be top 10 in a year or two. And he didn't even have Christian Watson, his best wide receiver out there. Aaron Jones looked like he did three years ago, 20 carries, 120 yards. <laughs> Our defense was just atrocious, just absolutely atrocious. Guys wide open all over the field, couldn't stop the run game. I'm sorry, but anybody that thought that, hey, we should fire Kevin O'Connell and make Brian Flores the head coach, I think we can put the kibosh on that. Not trying to be alternative here, but at the end of the day, when Kirk Cousins went in Green Bay, our season pert near ended right there. And so it's rather ironic with a certain touch of symmetry that while that was the unofficial end of our season, you can pretty much say that the official end of our season was losing to the Packers at home. But at least we didn't get swept by them this year. Through it all and at the end of it all, on one hand, being 7-9 and nine after how many injuries this team has suffered over the course of this season is something to look at as a positive. Going into the season, if you told us 7-9 and nine after 16 games, we would have called it a massive disappointment. But as Tyler always says on the Vikings First and Skull page, you have to look at context. And the context is the Vikings were 4-4 four and four with Kirk Cousins. They're now 3-5 and five without him. So let's not pretend that the Vikings were 6-2 and two and now are 7-9 and nine after losing Kirk Cousins. This team just wasn't all that good. We had hoped that the addition of Brian Flores as our defensive coordinator and shipping Ed Donishell out of town would have been enough for our defense to be average. And let's be clear, the Vikings in this division have given up the fewest amount of points. They've also scored the fewest amount of points. On aggregate, has this defense overachieved? To a certain extent, yes. 
unfortunately, on aggregate doesn't do you a whole lot of good when half of your games, they look outstanding and half of the games, they look terrible. Then they look average on aggregate. Having said all that, the Vikings have got a lot of pieces that they need. You lost DJ Wanham. Who else besides Daniil Hunter do they have on the pass rush? And by the way, did Daniil Hunter play? I think I saw him out there, but didn't see a whole lot of production from him. Nothing else went right. So where do the Vikings go? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs... Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, again, they still have an outside shot at the playoffs. They only need to beat the Lions, have the Bears beat the Packers, have Seattle lose to the Arizona Cardinals, and have either Tampa Bay or New Orleans lose one of their games as well. And let's be clear, Tampa Bay, they get to play the Carolina Panthers. So let's just go ahead and notate it as the Saints have to lose to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Falcons have been eliminated from the playoffs, but the Saints are their biggest rival, just like the Packers are for us. So they're going to want to knock the Saints out of the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But for all four of those things to hit, it's highly unlikely. And at the end of it, what was it about this team that we saw on Sunday night and what we saw the last couple of weeks? Yeah, they hung tough with the Detroit Lions. But to that, I say, okay, you really think you can hang tough with the Cowboys, the Eagles, or the 49ers? Now, I'm not going to get into the minutia of the civil war that's going on about whether we should be pulling for a win or for a loss. You can have your opinion either way on it. My opinion is I'm never going to be upset that they win, but I'm just no longer going to be upset if they lose this game against the Detroit Lions. The Vikings, if they win and miss the playoffs, will be drafting in the 15 slot. If they do lose, they can draft anywhere between 9 and 12. All I'm going to say is this. If you're somebody that says, no, you always play to win no matter what and draft position be darned, that's fine. You're allowed to have that opinion, and that makes you a fan of whatever team. And if you're somebody that says, you know what, the short-term three-hour high of winning one meaningless game that could cost us up to six draft positions if we miss the playoffs and another seven after that if we make it, it doesn't make you a bad fan if you say, I would like to be entertained. I'd like to see Justin Jefferson get 120-some-odd yards to get to 1,000. I'd like to see Jordan Addison get about 130 yards to get to 1,000. But if we lose in the last second, I'm not going to be disappointed about it. That's okay, too. This notion of who's a true fan and who's a real fan, you guys, we got bigger problems to worry about than to have the civil war about who's a good fan and who's not. Having said all that, it is going to be a tough game against the Detroit Lions one way or the other. I don't know at this point who's going to be the starting quarterback. In fact, I don't think Kevin O'Connell knows at this point who's going to be the starting quarterback, whether it is Josh Dobbs, whether it is Nick Mullins, or, and I'm going to say it right now, I think it should be Jaron Hall. Despite how bad he looked, that's kind of the whole point. Get him out there, get him reps, and see what he's got. 
I didn't like the fact that Kevin O'Connell took him out at halftime when he's given Josh Dobbs so much leash and he gave Nick Mullins so much leash. But I can listen to the fact that this guy was a rookie and you didn't want to completely destroy his confidence. To a certain extent that I get that, yes, but I'd still send Jaron Hall back out there. But that's just me. But then again, I am the vice president to Tyler Fornis of the Jaron Hall fan club. As far as where we go from here, well, we've got a lot of offseason to go down those roads. All I'm going to say is this. Regardless of where you stand on the Kirk Cousins discussion, nothing about what has happened to the Vikings post his injury should have any bearing or have any relevance on what you decide to do with Kirk Cousins. I said going into the season that if the Vikings missed the playoffs or if they lost in the wild card or divisional round of the playoffs, that I would say it's time to move on from Kirk. If the Vikings had gotten to the NFC championship game with him, that's where I start to consider bringing him back. And gosh forbid, if we had actually gone to the Super Bowl, whether we had won or lost, I absolutely would have brought him back then. Part of it is because I know what we have. And some will say, Justin, did you watch the last half of the season without Kirk Cousins? And I'll say, yes, we had a couple of threes and fours playing quarterback for us that doesn't change the fact that Kirk Cousins is a comfortable six and it doesn't change the fact that Kirk Cousins has never been past the divisional round of the playoffs but if you think that if Kirk Cousins hadn't gotten injured that we would have been able to be a Super Bowl competitive team I'm sorry I'm gonna have to disagree with you yes would we have been competitors for this division absolutely would we most likely already have locked up a playoff spot most likely yes but we still would have been a team that either lost in the wild card or divisional round of the playoffs if you ask me We'll talk more about what to do with Kirk Cousins and his salary cap implications, as well as what it's going to take if you sign him and sign Justin Jefferson and keep money on the side for Christian Darisaw, what that's going to mean for Daniil Hunter and the rest of the pending free agents that the Vikings have. For now, hopefully we will at the very least be entertained this Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Win or lose, Vikings fans, we all just want the same goal, which is to win a Super Bowl before we die. Sometimes we all have different ideas as to how we're going to get there. But for me, for right now, let's just enjoy the rest of this season, such as it is, whether it is one week or beyond, because, yes, we've been playing with house money since Kirk Cousins went down. And unfortunately, we got on that little hot streak, which has made us think, you know what? Maybe we can do something. Well, as it turns out, this team has far too many warts at this point to do much of anything. Yes, the defense improved and was certainly better at times than last year's was, but it was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Brian Flores has done a tremendous job of scheming up the minimal amount of talent that he has on defense, but it eventually caught up. And what also eventually caught up is the fact that you're playing backup and rookie quarterbacks. The fact that this team has seven wins, not having Kirk Cousins for half the year, not having Justin Jefferson for half the year as well, it's a pretty big accomplishment. I know it doesn't get us anywhere in our desire to win a Super Bowl, but at least it wasn't a three and 13. Oh, wait, that's right. 17 games, three and 14 type season. And you know what? We're going to be back because we are the Minnesota Vikings and we are the Minnesota Vikings fans. And we always going to show out one more time. If you haven't already done so hit that subscribe button on both the Vikings first and skull YouTube page, as well as my page purple and gold for days. Thank you kindly as always for joining me. And for now skull, to the next episode. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Vikings First and Skull is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for listening.